Hey everyone, and welcome to our Friday special, where we will talk about decision-making this time of year. College football players will have a range of decisions to make that will affect their football futures. They could declare for the 2023 NFL Draft, of course, as long as they're eligible, stay for another year at their current school. They could enter the transfer portal, which opens up for all athletes uh, at the Power 5 level on December 5th. FCS is currently already open. That third one, the most complex of the three, has the most wide range of outcomes. So we will get to all of these today. But first, let me remind you that every Tuesday and Thursday, we have our audio scouting reports coming out. Players like Yaya Diaby, Jamie Robinson, and Will Levis have all been discussed before. We will be focusing on a lot of players heading to All-Star Games in January in the next few weeks. But if there is someone you specifically want to hear, let me know. At RightStepADV on Twitter is where you can find me. Thoughts and comments on today's podcast are also welcome. One of the great things about player evaluation is the discrepancy in opinion. It can be really fun to talk about it and what we see and why we see it. But let's get into today's topic, decision-making. As I mentioned on the Thanksgiving Day podcast, just the opportunity to play college football, especially at the Power 5 level, is something rare that any athlete must be thankful for. There are no guarantees, no matter what the decision is made, no matter what school you pick or who you choose to listen to. Every situation is unique, but most should consider some of the same questions as they are making decisions for their future. One thing that is difficult and is um, that you don't want to do is question a decision now that you made six months ago based on what you now know. If you made the best decision at the time based on what you knew then at the time, then whatever happens is done and all you can do is make the best decision today and work to make that the right one moving forward. Beating yourself up about a past decision based on what you know now is just a waste of time. So to our decisions. First one we'll talk about is declaring for the NFL draft. In today's world, with the 2020 COVID redshirt year, um, there are a ton of athletes that really have the option for a free extra year of eligibility. We will get to those guys shortly because, you know, what happens for them is, you know, they really are playing with house money, as we've talked about. For those players that have truly exhausted their college eligibility, they must decide if pursuing a career in the NFL is what they want to do. Uh, the college football season is a grind. It's year round. And that is not going to change as athletes now train for all-star games, the draft pro days, and eventually an NFL training camp. It does not get easier. I could promise you that one of the greatest differences, you know, going from college to the NFL is the unknown that comes at the other end. There will be athletes, typically top rounders, that may not have a ton of pressure on them to perform at quite the same level through the pre-draft process. Though the 40-time testing numbers may make a little bit of a difference, maybe a few draft spots, but ultimately it could lead to a few million dollars based on those draft spots. But I would always argue the same motivation that has gotten these players to the spot where they're a top-round draft pick is going to lead them to train at the same elite level that they always have worked for. So, for players that have a little bit more of a fringe draftable grade, perhaps maybe a day three undrafted free agent draft grade, have another year of eligibility. They have to make that decision on whether they're going to go to the NFL or come back for another year. So here we go into the really the first big decision. Uh, the first question I would ask for players that are in that situation, 
is there any chance I will improve my draft stock by staying in school another year? There are many college players who have had very productive college careers. They are, call them a sufficient athlete. They've stayed healthy. Um, and if the answer to this question is no, they don't think they're going to improve their draft stock, stock, then you know they have to ask another question. If I don't get drafted, if I don't get signed as an undrafted free agent, am I done with football? Is that okay? One of the realities is that though, again, as we say, nothing's guaranteed, the NFL is even less guaranteed than college football if you're a player already on a roster. If this player, you know, say a player makes the decision to return to school, there is a better chance that they will have much of the same as years past, the same offseason training, the same scheme, hopefully the same on-field success, hopefully the same health. Of course, anything that's changing at their current school, transfer portal becomes an option we'll get to that in a little bit but again going back to your current situation again you just a little bit more known in that situation so back to our question if a guy is ready to take a shot um does he think he needs anything um in the next year that's going to improve his draft value then you know he may opt to take a shot if he knows that you know he is in the best spot he's never going to have a healthier more productive year um you know he may be maxed out in terms of body weight frame speed whatever then it's time to take a shot knowing that you know if the nfl doesn't work out then you know he may be able to pursue uh either the next step in life or you know head to the usfl xfl cfl or any of these other leagues come calling um again that's going to be a decision he has to make once we get done with those players that uh, are, you know, draft eligible based on having completed their time at their school, underclassmen should also heed advice as they are, you know, considering going to the NFL. Their school, every school is going to have resources to get good feedback from NFL teams that will help them make a decision. These players will also have some, you know, probably base level conversations with agents as they're working through the process who should be accurately guiding them on where teams and scouts value. Of course, there are services like what I do here at Rice Step Advising, where as a former NFL scout, I'm going to be able to talk to scouts. I am going to be able to put an evaluation on you, have an objective eye. Again, it's about using every resource available to make what could be a million dollar decision. Again, athletes at every level, no matter what decision you're making, the more input you can have from good people, the better off you're going to be. Find those that have a different point of view. Don't just seek out the answer that you want. There will be people that think you have their best interest in mind. They don't. You must be discerning in where you put your trust and who you're listening to. So whether you are a you know player with maybe some extra eligibility or an underclassman chooses to declare, again, paperwork started, file with the NFL, and you'll be on your way. So number one, I think pretty much wraps it up onto number two, which we started to get into, and that's staying uh, for another year at the current school. Always going to be an option, almost always. Let me go back. Almost always going to be an option, largely based on the experience, staff history, any number of factors that uh, have happened since you've been at school school. One of the things that should be considered here is the unknown versus the known. As coaches leave schools and get uh, and head to other schools, there's always going to be some of the off-the-record communication taking place. It may give an indicator that a new school wants you, but just like the recruiting process, promises may be made, pie-in-the-sky scenario, any number of other guarantees. Uh, but what did we say about guarantees? That there are none. 
The staff at your current school, assuming they're staying the same, knows you and you know them. You know the layout, the scheme, comfortable with the process there, where everything's at. That means you will immediately be able to hit the ground running with your training for the next season, making sure you're capitalizing on the opportunity in front of you. Leaving your current school, of course, means a ton of question marks. Again, it's a recruiting process. It's a move. It's in, you know, maybe a new scheme, new coaches, many other no, more unknowns. We'll talk about a little bit uh, of those with our third question when we get to the transfer portal. There is also the element that scouts will know you at your current school. Be They'll have been looking at you and have a history with you. NFL scouts will be doing work each year on the players that could, again, minus COVID, uh, declare for the draft without special eligibility. When a player transfers, there is always the chance they get left off preseason lists, get lost in the shuffle. This is especially true for more borderline players. That's not a good thing to be popping up late. When staying at your current school, nearly every scout will be back through there expecting to see you, looking for the steps you've taken to make yourself a better pro prospect. Uh, if the NFL is your dream, that has to be considered is what scouts are seeing. If the coaching staff is changing your current school, don't just assume that the transfer is the way to go. Get to know the new staff that's coming in, your position coach, the group. Make a phone call to the previous school most likely players are going to know some players that have played for that coach, find out what their thoughts are. Um, again, have your advisors do the same. The network that athletes should have in any sport that they can get their research done, have an idea of what the fit will be like. Again, no guarantees, but this research will go a long way in helping you decide what decision you should be making. Don't ever discount all those guys that you grew up playing ball with, that you were at uh, high school all-star games with, that you knew through a recruiting process. Pick up the phone, find out what life was like for them under that coach. I think that does it for number two. So on to the big one, entering the transfer portal. Obviously seeing all sorts of names jumping into the portal now, names rumored into the portal. Um, I'm not going to get into all the specifics of eligibility requirement, dates of entry, all of that. If you're considering entering the transfer portal, talk to your compliance person at your school. This can be done um, with or without coaches knowing that you are considering it. Get all the details of what it would look like if you did jump in again. So you have all the answers before you make that decision. So to the portal. While it has been a very good thing for a great many athletes, in my opinion, my fear is that it has been abused a little bit to this point, and it has grown into a monster that must be at least partially put back in the cage. Just like pro athletes with free agency, coaches and their contracts, or just regular students that decide to leave and go somewhere else, um, athletes should have a certain level of ability to move. Of course, for athletes, there are academic scholarships, seasons of eligibility to consider, all those types of things that make it a little bit more questionable. Fans everywhere don't want their favorite players, best players to jump in, but are happy to take other teams' best players away. And I think that's just called being a fan, maybe call them a homer even. But for athletes, again, it raises a lot of question. The first thing to put out there is that unsanctioned conversations happening with coaches at other schools are absolutely happening for athletes. If you are at a major school and are considering a jump into the portal, you will likely have your schools narrowed down, I would even say uh, decided prior to jumping into the portal. This is a result of old recruiting relationships, advisors, others getting you into direct or indirect conversations about what that new destination would be like with those coaches. 
again, it can be a dicey situation. The NCAA would like to believe that none of this is happening, no behind doors conversations, but no one with, I would argue, a full functioning brain could look at what has happened with the portal since it's open and believe that that to be true. Now, for the players, again, as we talk more about the players down the list um, that, you know, played a full season and decide they're not ready for the NFL, they may be a little bit more of a fringe NFL player, fringe uh, player for the level of competition. Perhaps you haven't been on the phone working the transfer portal. You just are now needing to make a decision. So before jumping in again, comes back to doing your research research what schools would you like to go to do they look like they have a roster spot for you is the coach that perhaps recruited you still there do they run a scheme you like if they've been rumored to be in a mix for other portal guys or are they losing guys from their roster to the portal it has to come up a time or two in the discussion that research and work has to be done prior to make any of these decisions with the access to internet, advisors, people at the school, there are so many resources that athletes, athletes' families have where you can make sure you make the best decision. Again, based on what you were able to know and learn, you should you know, be turning every stone, uh, making every phone call you can. Not doing any of those things is just going to lead you to second guess yourself in six months, knowing that, hey, maybe there was a little bit more you could do when you perhaps feel like you made the wrong decision. So do your research on possible destinations. Of course, compare that to staying at your school. What do those two situations look like? Compare the top few schools you would want to go to in case one or more of them do not end up having a spot for you. Consider what would happen if you jumped in the portal and then decided to stay at your current school. Would they have you back? Consider what would happen if you jumped in the portal and no one wanted you. Would be you be okay being done with football? Consider every possible scenario. Put them down on paper. Get a whiteboard. Do whatever you need to do. Again, seek outside counsel. Seek inside counsel. Those that are close to you have mentors that have want and have what is best for you and are not motivated by any single outcome. Hopefully you have that person. And if not, find that person however you can. The transfer portal is a big decision to make. It restarts the recruiting process in many ways and changes much about your future. Make sure you do your work. So there are no guarantees and do your homework. Hopefully you walk away learning at least those two uh, things on any of the decisions that you're going to making for this uh, time of year for agents out there listening, make sure you are helping make the best decision for these athletes at well, not just your bottom line and signing players as an agent. Most agents do, and you can usually sniff out the bad ones. So don't be a smelly one. I'd say that seems like a pretty good line to end on. We will be back next week with some more audio scouting reports as well as another special as I plan to release those on Fridays moving forward instead of Wednesdays. Let me know what you want to hear in the future at Right Step ADV is where you can find me for our championship weekend. I'm going to give you a few picks that I have. We'll see how accurate I am coming through all this thing. So these championship games, I've got UTSA beating North Texas, USC knocking off Utah on the Pac-12, Ohio edging Toledo, Troy beating Coastal Carolina, Central Florida upsetting Tulane. I've got Fresno beating Boise, Jackson State getting the win versus Southern. I've got North Carolina upsetting Clemson, and I've got Michigan and Georgia both rolling through their championship game. And my big upset pick, I'm going to pick Kansas State to beat TCU. That'll throw the college football playoff top four into a whole lot of fun debate. 
Alabama, Ohio State, or does TCU hold on and still get in there? I'll be watching. It'll be a lot of fun. I know you will be too, but don't just watch the games. Scout.